Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, this is the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he's a stallion, I'm the Enforcer, and we are coming to you live via satellite. Uh, it's from the man cave in the stallion's house, but aside from that, uh, this week, big week, man. We're talking everything AEW, double or nothing, out and in, buying Royal Casino. All out, right, Joe? I'll, all out is correct, yes. All out, I figured. Listen, we're talking all out this week. We're giving our predictions for that show. We have a very special shooting with the stallion this week that's so special he wouldn't even tell me what the hell he's talking about. So I'm pretty stoked to hear that from Joe. We also have our five count. Um, we got a match of the week or what to watch for this week. It's a packed show, Joe. It's a packed show, and I gotta be honest. Do I do I sound a little more energized than usual? Uh, you certainly sound more energized than me. That's for sure. Do you want me to get you some white claws, Joe? No. And then maybe we can have Alley Cat on the show. I mean, we can. I would love to have Alley Cat on the show, but I don't think uh, I'm not. I'm good on the white claws. I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a white claw. Guy, that's uh, you're drinking one right now, I know. No, nope, so. not drinking a white claw, I'm drinking a Celsius. This is a all lit fit sparkling orange Celsius energy drink, and it's this thing claw. really puts a little pep in your step. It really, uh, you know, never mind, we'll get to the Bluetooth read later. I don't want to, it's a layup, it's a, it's a slam dunk there. So, here's what we're gonna do we're gonna talk. Well, you know what, let's start with the AW predictions. I, I'm sure you have, do you have the AW card up? Would you like me to pull that up? Well, I, I correct. Yes, I'm as as per I'm recording the screen. I am uh, not able to pull up. I could pull the card up, but then no one would see you. Um, so you know, I mean, uh, either way. But I was looking at it prior to us going on the air, and I saw that there were ten matches from what I saw on Wikipedia, and two of them on the pre-show. Um, the two pre-show matches I know of are. Private Party versus Jack Evans and Angelico, uh-uh. as well. As, 
on Helico. As well as the Casino Battle Royal uh, for the uh, women, which I believe has 21 female competitors in the match, of which I think there were maybe like 10 announced. So that's that's what I saw. Uh, the rest of the card I guess we can get to after we uh, you know, go through the pre-show, if you want to start there. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me your predictions for Private Party um, versus Angelico and Jack Evans and the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal, starting now. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Private Party uh, with defeating Angelico and Jack Evans. I think that uh, you know they, they're a team that they faced the Young Bucks at uh, House of Glory a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think that they're a team that is probably on the, on the rise and that should get some attention on AEW television, so I'm going to go with Private Party to get the win on the pre-show. And uh, as far as the Women's Battle Royal is concerned, it's hard to predict. I really don't know that I have a good uh, feel for you know, who some of the surprise entrants are going um, to be. If I had to pick somebody now, I would say Awesome Kong um, of, the, of one of the ten, I believe, that are announced. But uh, it could be anybody. It could be someone who's announced. could be someone who's not announced. So um, there's a lot of different options there. But I, I, as of now, I will go with Awesome Kong. I hate that we're starting out two for two, but I'm going to agree with you. Private party. Um, man, those kids are good, dude. Those kids are really good. I heard the they tore it up with the Bucks at the HOG shows you were talking about. Um, however, Angelico and Jack Evans, I believe they lost last time, so they might want to be picking up a win here. But I'm going to go private party. Um, I'm going to say private party gets the win. And then as far as the Casino Battle Royal, for me, the answer is always awesome Kong. And for some reason, I feel like ODB is going to make an appearance. But uh, And if she's in it, uh, I want her to win. But my prediction is also awesome comp. So now we'll move into um, a boy and his dinosaur, or two boys and his dinosaur, I believe is the name of this tag team, uh, against SoCal Uncensored. SCU! Um, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. I, you know... I don't know. This one I'm really kind of torn on because I feel like they're really kind of pushing. They're pushing Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. They're a great team. They're um, very funny. They're on being the elite all the time. But SCU are the trios. Those guys are an established six-man tag team. So I'm going to go with SCU in this one. Yeah, I, I think uh, I remember the when we did the predictions for Double or Nothing that I was kind of predicting and picking some of the newer or the younger uh, talent and then uh, all the main guys that were starring from being the elite went over. So I don't know if that's, that's going to be a pattern here early on uh, before they get to TV, but I, my initial thought was uh, to go with the Luchasaurus team, but now I, I'm, I, I just feel like SCU, um, since like you said, they're an established uh, three, three man team. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with them and I'd like to see Luchasaurus and jungle boy get a run in the tag tournament. Uh, but we'll see what would happens. You, you you would like to see Luchasaurus have some success because I'm not. I just think the crowd the crowd was into them at whatever the last show or two that they appeared on. So whether that was uh, Fighter, Fighter Fest. Fest or Fight for the Fallen, uh, those, those those shows. So I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. The jury's still out on Luchasaurus for me, and you know why. A little bit of personal. The jury's out, Joe. If you don't like Big Brother, right? That's what this is about. Yeah, I'm more of a survivor guy. Um, mm-hmm. Also a bunny ranch guy. I'm just kidding. Uh, next up, we have Riho versus Hikaru Shida. I'm going with Riho. Um, she's been awesome. It's been uh, – she's kind of 
out of all the women coming over, I think she's been one of the more um, the more popular, and I think she's been kind of featured the most. And I wouldn't be surprised to see her get a spot um, near that uh, women's title. So I'm going to go with Rio. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Rio. I'm a little bit more familiar with her, and I know she has a history of tagging with Kenny Omega. So I'm going to go with Rio there as well to get the uh, the victory. Next up. Uh, if you watched the last PWG show, which I think was called 16, you saw this match already. Uh, it's Best Friends versus the Dark Order. Um, is this part of the tag team tournament? I believe, if I'm not, I have to look it up to be sure, but I believe that the, the answer behind that is the winner of this gets a bye or something bye. in the first round. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, the Dark Order seems like they're... The new hot thing and the best friend, you know, man, I gotta be honest with you. The tag team division, it's very stacked and it's got very good tag teams. But I have a feeling with the way that AEW is going to be booking, losses aren't going to hurt as much um, if they have a good showing. So I'm gonna say the Dark Order get the win here very nefariously. Yeah, I think that they seem to at least want to put some some energy behind the dark order so i will i will take them to to win and uh, get a buy in the first round of the AEW tag title tournament next up darby allen versus jimmy havoc versus joey janella in a please don't die match um there are no crazier three gentlemen than the guys in this match it's gonna is it it doesn't say it's a hardcore match though is it is it no dq I think triple threats by nature are uh, no disqualification. So if that's a good point, I'm a piece of yeah, I'm a piece of s. You're right. Um, this one, you know, again, tough one to call. But it seems like the smart money here is on Joey Janela. But I'm gonna go with my heart, Joe, and my heart um, says Jimmy Havoc. So Jimmy Havoc wins this. One. Yeah, I was kind of torn between Darby Allen and, and Janela. I don't know which. One of those guys, they will be looking to push more. Um, I'm just going to go with Darby because I feel like he... Yeah, I know that they, they, they kind of put together a backstory for him when he fought Cody. And, um, you know, he went to the draw, I think, with Cody for 20 minutes. So I'm going to go with Darby. Next up, we have Cody versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears will have Tully Blanchard, the Midnight Stallion himself from which the Stallion's namesake is derived in his corner. Cody will have uh, one person in his corner. We don't know who it is. Originally, they said um, he was going to have one person. They kind of made they alluded that to on the um, road to All Out. Me, personally, I think it's probably going to be Double A. Um, smart money is on him. Uh, I believe I told our friend Kyle, he's like, no, that's dumb. It's going to be Brandy. But I think it's going to be uh, Arn Anderson. It's, it would be amazing to have Arn Anderson on one side and Tully Blanchard on another side. So help me, Joe. If somebody gets spine busted, I'm I'm going to go, I'm going to lose my mind. So that being said, uh, I don't know. You know, this is a tough one for me because I feel like these guys are not around the title picture, which is fine. I don't think they have to be. It's the first match of the series. Um, I think there's going to be more. We're going to get some stipulations added very similar to Tully Blanchard and Dusty. So I'm going to go with Sean Spears picking up the win here. Yeah, so I agree I agree with your prediction. I, I think that Sean Spears will win. Um, as far as who uh, is going to accompany Cody to the ring, I mean, 
I think Iron Sam would be a, definitely a good choice. I'd like to see that personally as well. I think that would be a nice surprise or a, and a cool visual. I will say that I don't think they would have made a big deal out of who or uh, out of him only being able to have one person at ringside if they weren't going to do something with it, right? So I don't think it would just yeah. be Brandy or something because I feel like um, that would be a standard. I think the two choices would be some like Arn Anderson or a surprise of that sort or MJF um, just because they've clearly built that up as him being friends with uh, Cody and, you know, Cody being his mentor and all this type of stuff. And then um, I don't know if they're going to do a turn right away um, since they just did a Spears turn. Uh, I think it, you know, knowing what I think, knowing how, how they're going to like to book uh, is probably more long-term type of stuff. So, you know, establishing that Cody and MJF as friends for a while and then people kind of just waiting for MJF to turn on them when eventually the time is right would probably be the better way to go rather than hot shot it early on. Um, so I think that's th- those are the options I think they can go. Um, but I do think Sean Spears is going to win the match uh, either way. Okay, next up we have, uh, well, what would have been Kenny Omega and John Moxley, but... John Moxley got some staff, some MRSA in the elbow. I know. I've had it myself in my chest. It sucks. I couldn't go to the gym for 30 days. Um, they're super worried about any kind of infection. He's probably on IV antibiotics like crazy, so um, sucks for him. However, this week's edition of Being the Elite, I thought Kenny Omega did a hell of a job in cutting a promo on Moxley, and it was uh, very heel-ish, which I guess is pretty cool. Um, Pac is definitely going to be coming in as the bastard Pac, so he'll be the heel in this match, but I mean, not for nothing, as far as the replacement goes, you called this. I want everybody to know, everybody in the entire world to listen. Frankly, you should have tweeted it out. You and I were at a live fantasy football draft last Friday. Last Friday night, we get a text from Kyle, group chat. It's me, you, Kyle, and BK, and he sends us a screen cap of John Moxley saying he's out. You, without effing hesitation, say they should get Neville or they should get Pac. And Kyle, maybe 45 minutes later, Pac is the replacement. And I was – this is why we, people watching this show need to understand we called Joe several things. But one of those names is the booker. This guy books the territories. He books the towns. He books the people. You book this match. It's a better match. It's a better pure wrestling match than Moxley versus Kenny Omega. This is a match that should have happened on the, on the first show. Pac pulled out because he was a Dragon Gate champion. Everybody's all booboo face over it. I have no problem with it. He doesn't want to lose and devalue the title that he has. Fine. He lost the Dragon Gate title, and now here we are. We have Neville versus, I'm sorry, we have Pac versus Kenny Omega. Match is going to be 64 stars in the Tokyo Dome, Joe. Budokan Hall, six and a half stars minimum. Uh, It's going to be awesome. I'm going with Omega. Winning here, unless Moxley is healthy enough to do a run-in and cause Pac to get the W. But I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, Kenny Omega gets the win. Yeah, I do think I think that Omega will win. Um, and you know, of course, at some point they're going to get to Omega and Moxley, depending on when Moxley is ready to come back from the uh, the injury. So I think it would be in their best interest, uh, especially not knowing what Pac's future is with them, whether it's going to be part-time or if he's going to be a more of a steady performer, that Omega would get the win here, keep some momentum with him for the eventual matchup with Moxley whenever that does occur. So I will also go with Kenny Omega. Main event, Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW inaugural AEW World Heavyweight title. You know... 
I kind of feel like this has been on the back burner in the last couple of weeks. Would you agree with that? Um, in what way? I just feel like there hasn't been as much hype for this match as there was maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, when Jericho came out and attacked him at the indie show and those kinds of things. I feel like it hasn't had that next-level promotion around it. Do you think maybe it's because... Well, first of all, do you agree with me? And secondly, do you think maybe it's because they feel like the title kind of sells itself? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't know what other opportunities they've had, right? Um, they did the House of Glory show, which uh, Hangman showed up to that and cut a promo, I believe, uh, at that show. Um, you know, I've tried to keep up with the the road to all outs and the being the elites as much as I possibly can. Um, they did a sit-down interview with JR and Adam Page in one of those shows. Um, Jericho cut a promo in one of those shows. So I think that they've put some, you know, I, I don't know what else they can do, you know, right now outside of those shows since there are other shows um, you know, the live events. Are yeah, maybe over, you're right. So. Maybe it's just, like you said, it's there's not as many avenues of promotion for them. Maybe that's why I feel like it's kind of fallen by the wayside. That's a good point. So I think that, uh, that that's the only thing I could think of as far as that's concerned. Um, but as far as what I think uh, is going to happen, I think that, you know, I, I was pretty certain for a while that, and, and I'm still going to go with Jericho to win, because I think that when they debut on TNT in October that at least at the outset you want to have some familiar faces uh, there and, and people to draw them in and I think that if you have a show that starts with Jericho as the world champion um, I think that's a better way to go than a guy like Adam Page who maybe a lot of casual fans don't know yet um, it wouldn't necessarily maybe stay as tuned into a show if they're like oh who's this guy um, so I think I think the better the best way to go uh, is for them to have Jericho win this match somehow um, and start as the champion until they can build up some more more uh, storylines and, and momentum with people on TV um, before they switch the title to somebody else. I'll go with uh, Chris Jericho. Yep, I agree with every single thing you said there, except for if uh, the lights go out, Cult of Personality plays, and CM Punk makes a triumphant return, causing Jericho the title. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to happen. But... Uh, like you said, the smart money is on Jericho winning. Everybody knows who he is, and he would be a great figurehead as a champion going into the TNT show. So, uh, that being said, one match left. Um, it is the Lucha Bros, Pentagon, Zero, Mato, and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks, Mato, Nico, Young Buck, uh, in a ladder match for the AAA World Tag Team Titles. You go first, Joe. So the tag titles, the AAA tag titles, are on the line. Is that what, is that what's hanging from the from above the ladder? Is that because I was actually wondering that a couple of weeks ago, and I never really followed up to look and see what was going to be on the line as far as what you know they would be grabbing to win uh, the match. According so, to uh, Bleacher Report, yes. Okay, so that that makes a little bit more sense then. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I I think that. Uh, to me, I, I think that it probably makes more sense for the Lucha Bros to win. If it's for the AAA tag titles especially, I don't know um, why the Bucks would need that back, right? I think that you can probably have the Lucha Brothers win this, keep their AAA tag titles, and then I'm going to assume the Young Bucks are going to get involved in the AEW tag title tournament. I don't know why they wouldn't be, since they're the top team in the company. Um, and perhaps they can win the titles um, 
you know, for, you know, for their own company. I think that's not a bad way to go because I think if you look at the tag division, they're probably the best or most well-known team that they have there for that. So I'll say the Lucha Brothers win this match, um, get their revenge from the Double or Nothing show where they lost. Um, and uh, maybe the Young Bucks will kind of move towards the AEW tag titles once those get established in a couple months. Yep. I, uh, once again, I agree with you completely on everything you said. For AAA, they need to have the Lucha Bros as tag team champions. It only makes sense. And having the Young Bucks in that tournament will bring a certain air of prestige, if you will. And, uh, you know, having them be the, you know, the, I, I don't want to say rights itself, but having them be the first AW World Tag Team Champions would make sense. However, something tells me they're not going to go that route and maybe be in the finals of that tournament and lose and really put somebody over because that seems like the way they kind of do business. That being said, one, two, three, four, five, like you said, 10 matches, Joe, 10 matches on this card. Will you be awake for the entire show? I plan on being awake for the entire show. I, uh, I'm going to try to get in as much television watching as I possibly can on Saturday. I'm going to try to wake up early, get to the gym early, watch some college football, uh, watch NXT UK in the afternoon, and then watch All Out at night. Um, we'll not be able to watch the New J- not be watching the New Japan show because uh, I don't a I don't know what time it is because I can't remember what time it is in Japan ever. Uh, oh, and you also, it's in the UK. It's in the UK, so I don't know what time it is in the UK ever. Um, and I think you can only watch it live on Fight TV, and I'm not plopping down however much money it is for that when I can watch it for free in a couple weeks on New Japan World. Not free, but 999 yen uh, on New Japan World. So eight dollars and ninety four cents, I think. Yeah. So I'm gonna that, that's that's the plan for Saturday. So yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna look to be up until midnight uh, to stay awake until for the main event of All Out. Well, the wife's making cookies, so it'll be plenty of sugar. I'll have a pick line of caffeine, and uh, you know, we'll bro out with the. With the uh, the fabulous free pups, man. It's gonna be Hunter, Hunter Suzuki. <laughs> Listen, Buster Takagi, Hunter Suzuki, and uh, Chance Archer. I mean, yeah. it's just if I could somehow get Chance to spit water in your face as soon as you walk in the door, it'll really, really yeah, bring that's, circle. that's not out of the realm of possibility because he's dripped drool and saliva on me before, so we're not far. He off, also so. uh, dripped <laughs> saliva into your coffee directly yeah. into the lid. That's correct. God bless those dogs, Joe. Speaking. Of dogs. I got nothing here. Um, You know what? Let's get to uh, the match of the week. What match have you watched so far this week? And just so you remember, our rules were it's a match you've watched this week, but it does not have to happen this week. So what match have you watched this week that is your hashtag match of the week? Um, I think... Uh, the match that stand, I mean, just thinking about it over the last week in terms of what I've watched and what I thought was the best match, uh, ROH had two shows over the weekend. One was a taping from Atlanta, um, and one was a taping from, I don't know where the hell it was, somewhere else, Tennessee maybe? Tennessee, Nashville, yeah. Nashville, sure. Um, there was a match on that show. It was Marty and Brody King versus Haskins. And Bandito, I want to say. Um, I think that's probably the one that stands out uh, over the weekend as far as the best match that I've seen in the last. I know it, it qualifies as, you know, however we watch this week, but. That's uh, fair. Listen, that's if you only watch wrestling from this week, then that that's what fits this week. That, uh, that was going to be mine. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I think Mark Haskins is the best thing in Ring of Honor right now. And not for nothing. 
He has the best sharpshooter I've seen in quite some time. I love everything Mark Haskins does. Um, that being said, honorable mention goes to uh, our buddy Retro AG versus Kurt Stallion from Evolve 133. They had one hell of a match, and they tore the house down. And another honorable mention goes to Chase Owens and Shane Taylor from um, one of, I think it was the second night of the Ring of Honor show. Shane Taylor was just delivering match after match after match. Man, he's killing it. Uh, he had a really good showing in the Champions versus All-Stars on night one. And I really think that uh, Ring of Honor had a good showing this weekend in back-to-back shows. So, um, listen, speaking of good showings, if you want to have a good showing, everybody knows what you have to do. You take the first $5 you make this week of your paycheck, and you put it towards the shipping and handling for your first order of Blue Chew. Everything blue. Blue headphones, blue shaker cup, Blue Chew, baby. The patent ingredients from that stuff, the Viagra, the Cialis, and all that, in a chewable form. And you get your first order for free. All you're paying is $5 shipping and handling. No going to the doctor. No weird stuff at the pharmacy when the 20-year-old girl behind the counter is like, oh, this guy's uh, buying Viagra for his penis because he uh, can't get it up. Good news is Blue Chew circumvents all of that. And if you want to be all in or out this weekend, again, you go to bluechew.com, use the promo code WPP. It could not be easier to get your first order on us. You just pay that $5 shipping and handling. Now, we told everybody what our match of the week was, Joe. What, are you, what is your one match to watch? What is a what to watch for this week? Your hashtag, what to watch for. I figure if I say hashtag, maybe I can get them trending. Um, well, we just went through all the, the all-out matches i mean there's several things on there that are going to be you know pretty interesting i mean specifically if i pick something from that show i would say the latter match right you want to make sure you check that out um i would look to people to watch and listen i i will admit i don't follow nxt uk weekly um i tried getting to the weekly show i've had challenges uh sticking with it but they are having uh walter versus tyler Bate this weekend and not even really knowing what the storyline is behind that, but just knowing that it's for the NXT UK title, I think that's probably worth going out of your way to watch, uh, whether it's live or on the network. So um, beyond the show, the stuff that's going on at All Out, I would say that match in particular is something that I think people should check out. Uh, that's a great call. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different than you. I'm going to go the Royal Quest New Japan Tomohiro Ishii versus Kenta. 60 minutes for the never open way title. Joe, that match is just going to be dudes dumping dudes on their heads, beating the hell out of each other. I cannot wait. Um, I'm in for everything Ishii does. And I broke the news myself. I didn't break the news. I saw it online. Shibata is back on the New Japan Pro Wrestling website under Active Wrestlers. I don't know if this is an accident. I'm getting my hopes up. If Shibata returns to the ring, I will cry like a newborn child. I get pumped up when I saw him come back at the G1 two years ago. When he came back this year and he dropkicked Kenta, I don't care what anybody says, it was the best thing to happen in professional wrestling this year. It was amazing. The crowd was insane. His story is great. If he comes back and he wrestles Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm going to find a way to go to Japan. I'm going to call Conrad Thompson. The guy hooks everybody up. He'll find me a way to get to Japan, and I'm going to go with Conrad. Speaking of Conrad Thompson hooking people up, before we get to our 
quick edition of the five count and shooting with the stallion. Did you see Tony Schiavone's back in AEW? Yes. Dude, Tony Schiavone is back, baby. The voice of my childhood. The voice of the NWA, of WCW. I can't wait. Him and JR, Alex Marvez, sorry about your damn luck. I'm sure they're going to have a spot for you on the weekly show. Let the professionals, let the, I'm sorry, the professional commentators, who, I mean, no, no fault of his, he wasn't a professional commentator, let them handle the big show. So I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing Tony Schiavone back. Are you as excited as I am? Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Schiavone. I, you know, uh, ironically, at the time that I started watching pro wrestling was 1989, and that was the year that he was in WWE. So I uh, started watching wrestling when he was the one of the primary commentators, or play-by-play guys, rather, for WWE at that time. Um, so I've always enjoyed him on that show or anywhere else that he's been. Uh, we met him at, uh, WrestleCon this year and he was a super nice guy. So, uh, nothing but, uh, nothing but respect, uh, for Tony Schiavone. And I look forward to seeing him back and hearing him back on, uh, television for pro wrestling on TNT on yep. October the 2nd. Speaking of 1989, let's get to our edition of the five count this week. Hashtag five count our top Five matches from SummerSlam ever. Not just SummerSlam of this year, Joe, because as you mentioned, it would have been just Bailey and Ember Moon one through five, right? Yeah, there's really no other choices, so that Sweet. would have been a fair list. Let's, uh, we got a fantasy football draft coming up again, so let's start at number five. I want to hear your number five match, Joe. Uh, number five, Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 2001 for the WWF title. Is was that in Nassau Coliseum? No, that was 2 yeah, that was 02. I, I can't remember where 01 was. Maybe it was uh, North Carolina or something like that. But uh, I have to go back and look. But yeah, that's a that's a really great match. Um, it was at a point where Angle was, you know, really had established himself at that point as one of, if not the best wrestler, um, at least in, in North America, if not the world. And uh, it doesn't have a great finish, but the match itself is a really good story. Um, there's blood, there's violence, there's great wrestling. So number five is Kurt Angle versus Steve Austin. SummerSlam 2001. For me, number five is The Rock versus Triple H. Ladder match from SummerSlam 1998. It was a ladder match, but they went everywhere. It was when Triple H was kind of just becoming, he's in that almost transition to main event phase, and The Rock was at his best. It was a good match. SummerSlam 1988 was a really good show and one that I can go back and watch over and over again. So, number five, Triple H versus The Rock ladder match from SummerSlam 98. Number four. Uh, number four for me is going to be uh, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar from SummerSlam 2013. Um, you know, I think that was probably... I can't think of a match that Brock had in his second run that was better than that uh, That one, I think. I mean, he's had matches with several different folks like AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, uh, John Cena. Obviously, the stuff that people know him for more recently with uh, Goldberg, Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and all that stuff. Um, he's been working shorter matches, but that match with CM Punk, I think went almost half an hour and was a really good, really good layout, really good story. You know, the Heyman involvement there. So I'm going to go with Punk and Lesnar from SummerSlam 2013 as number four. Nice. Number, uh, number four for me, surprisingly enough, I've got HBK on my list. HBK versus Triple H from SummerSlam 2002, the, uh, no DQ unsanctioned match. I was there live. Um, it was just an absolute war. I mean, the the table spot from Michaels, 
the sledgehammer to the back. It was everything you wanted from that match, and it was uh, HBK's return after, uh, you know, he lost his smile. So he came back, and he found a smile, and he found a way. I mean, the only thing, the only reason I can't rewatch that, and I, the only problem I have rewatching it is the haircut. HBK's hair is a little bit rough in that match. That being said, I, that's one, that's probably one of my favorite Triple H matches of all time. And surprisingly enough, my first two matches on this are uh, Triple H matches, which is kind of weird, and I regret it, but it's fine. Number three, Joe, what do you got? Uh, number three for me is the the Rock Triple H ladder match from SummerSlam '98 that you mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, as you said, right? These guys were at a point where they were moving up the card, both of them kind of together. Um, you know, Rock was the Intercontinental Champion for a while, I think, since December of '97, um, and held on to it for quite some time. You know, the DX and Nation feud was going on. These guys were kind of Again, they were kind of both elevating each other as they went along with the feud. Um, Madison Square Garden crowd was very, very uh, amped for this match for both guys and Triple H getting the win. A uh, very, very large response and reaction when he did that. So, number three for me is the Rock Triple H ladder match from SummerSlam 98. Now, are these your favorite matches or your best matches? These are the best matches. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, for me, number three, I know it's almost sacrilegious to have this guy on a list, but uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Root from SummerSlam 1990. To me, what I think was the Ultimate Warrior's best wrestling match ever, um, and actually all of his best matches, Rick Root got out of him. Um, this was the cage match. It was awesome. Um, Bobby Heenan being at ringside really helped. Um, this is probably the best wrestling match to me that I've ever seen with the Ultimate Warrior in it. Um, it's one I remember very fondly as a kid. I went back and I watched SummerSlam 90 pretty consistently a couple times a year, and this match still holds up over time, and the crowd reaction for the Warrior was uh, just fantastic. So for me, uh, Warrior versus Ruth for SummerSlam 90 was number three. Uh, number two for me, I'm going to go with Bret Hart and the British Bulldog from SummerSlam 92 at Wembley Stadium. Um, pretty famous match, I think, for most people, as they know. Bret Hart was the Intercontinental Champion going in. The show, of course, was in England, so British Bulldog uh, was the challenger, and this main evented the show, and not the WWF Championship at the time. Um, of course, being at, in his hometown at that large of a stadium, fans were very much behind the British Bulldog. It was a face-versus-face -face match, which was not necessarily a, a common thing at that time. But, uh, you know, it was a very good match. It's a famous match. Uh, I think the only thing that really holds it back for me from being number one is just that you know, everything I've read about it, I think even Bret Hart himself had said that Bulldog was pretty blown up early on in the match, and Bret had to do a pretty significant carry job on him the, the whole way. So, uh, But, you know, still a very, very good match, very well worked, great, great crowd reaction. So that's number two on uh, my list. Number two on my list as well. There's nothing else for me to add to that match that you haven't said. So uh, number one, take it away. Uh, well, number one, I think, is is uh, the match appear on your list. It was the 2002 uh, unsanctioned match from uh, HBK and Triple H. Um, you, know, you touched on all the, the key points of the story, right? You know, Michaels had the, the back injury. He retired. Um, he came back. It was supposed to just be for one match. Uh, of course, it ended up turning into a lot longer of a run than that as he became an active competitor again. Uh, the story was pretty well uh, laid out. They had a history. Um, they had... Teased the reformation of DX and Triple H turned on him. They went to the angle where he put his put Michael's head through a car window, um, you know. And it was one of those things, you know. I think just the way that the 
the story and the background, the back injury, like you said, and Michael's kind of coming back and looking like he hadn't missed a step. Um, you know, just just the, my a great match, uh, I think, in the history of SummerSlam. So that's number one on my list. And they had the crowd with them every step of the way. They were on. They were hooked on everything. That was a really good match. For me, uh, number one, possibly a bias here. Um, I'm a huge fan of tag team wrestling, as you and I have talked about. So for me, number one all-time SummerSlam match was uh, Brain Busters versus Hard Foundation from SummerSlam 1989. Um, I love everything about tag team wrestling. I love old-school tag team wrestling. I love telling a story, and that's what this match did. Um, Brain Busters, manager Bobby Heenan, were... Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, and, you know, on the other side, two of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um, it got a good amount of time for an opening match, and the finish, the heels won the way heels should win. And they got their heat, and, man, it is just, if you want to become a tag team wrestler or you want to see why tag team wrestling is so popular, go back and watch that match. The Brain Busters, they didn't tag for that long in the WWE, but they had some very memorable matches. So for me, it's Brain Busters versus Hard Foundation from SummerSlam 1989. Hmm. Interesting. Neither of us had Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect from 1991 on either of our lists. I thought that was. Uh, I thought about it. I just didn't. I didn't put it on there. But uh, I know that's a pretty famous have, one. You know, one of the best too. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to have too much Bret Hart on my list. It's for some reason it seems like Bret Hart kind of peaked at SummerSlam, at, uh, SummerSlam consistently. But that being said, listen, we have. I would say three minutes left in the show. I want to hear you shooting with the stallion, Joe. What do you got for me? Well, this, I mean, uh, I know earlier we talked a little bit about matches of the week and what we had seen and what we, what we enjoyed, so this may go against a little bit of what I said there, but I have three words to describe. Lie Isom? No. Okay. Marty Skrull, overrated. That take is hot. I got to turn. Woo! Open the window. Mark. Wake up the dogs. Dogs. I can hear him. Marty Skrull. Overrated, Joe. Overrated. Overrated in-ring worker. I'm saying it. Woo! I don't even know how to come back from that. That is... I agree. I agree with you. Um, He's a great character. Great character. I'm going to... All right. I'm going to name... Five guys right now. Five guys. Love it. Burgers. Let's go. I love a burger right now. I'm going to name five guys, and I want you to tell me who's better, Marty or this particular guy. You ready? Okay. Zack Sabre Jr. Sabre. Mark Haskins. Haskins. Bandito. Bandito. Uh, Walter. 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 And I'm going to go for a real deep cut here. Um, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I think I like Cedric. He's better. You know what's crazy? I would also pick all five of those guys over Marty Skull. I love Marty. I love the gimmick. But the in-ring work? Here's the thing. Um, and I won't go into all the crazy detail of it. But the reason I started thinking about this is because he was having that match with Bandito on Saturday at Atlanta. And oh, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. It was uh, a little underwhelming. Um, and I know you and I talked about this off off air. Um, and I started to think about it at that point. And I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to think of what the best Marty Scroll matches that I've seen have been, right? And uh, Mike in the corner. Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is definitely on that list, right? Um, but the other really good matches I've seen him in, Okada. What else? 
What else has he been in where you're like, oh man, it was great? But then you think about matches that he had with like Dalton Castle, and you're like, oh, I thought that was gonna be really good. It was a stinker. Uh, and then he had matches like I don't know if it was with Cody or people like it's just yeah. You know, I, and I started thinking about like okay, well, who did he wrestle at Final Battle, right? And then he, I think he wrestled Christopher Daniels last year, and it was good, but it wasn't great. And I think it's one of those things where he's if he's in the ring with somebody who's great, like Okada or Osprey. He's going to have a very good match. But if he's in there with somebody that's, you know, above average or good, he's going to have an okay or good match. He's not going to have these. He's not going to bring guys up um, another level, right, where some of these other workers will do that. Um, so I think that was my initial thought of Marty Skrull when I first started watching him was, like, you know, he's that kind of guy. He's at that level of, of an Osprey or a Sabre. Um, and now I don't feel that way. So I'm not sure if it's just because I've watched them more um, or if, you know, those other guys have gotten better and Marty's kind of stayed the same. But... For whatever reason, that's kind of what my my take is on Marty Scroll. Now I no longer have high expectations for Marty Scroll matches whenever I watch them. Now, so now I just I just watch them because I don't have anything else to do. But I'm not, you know, he's I don't have high expectations. What's that? He's better in a tag, and he's better in a six man tag. When he teams with Brody King, when he teams with PCO, when he teams with both of them, six man tag matches, great. Now, yes. hot take: everybody from Life's Blood, I think I would rather watch wrestle than Marty Scroll. Yeah, I think lifeblood as far as in-ring workers, right? I was thinking about this as well when I was anticipating them having the six-man tag match on Sunday, which didn't happen because PCO broke his face. Um, the in-ring workers for lifeblood are better than the in-ring workers for um, Villain Enterprises. Villain Enterprises has the better gimmick, right? Yeah, um, much better. Um, but Hot Sauce, dude, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Mark Haskins are two of the most underrated wrestlers on Ring of Honor, period. And if they do not change their name... To kill Sauce, I'm going to be pissed. Overkill Mark Haskins, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Kill Sauce. Book it. At TM. Listen, we appreciate everybody checking out this week's edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. That was Shooting with the Stallion, and that was, whoo, man, it's, it's still warm in here. That was, that was definitely a, a hot take. But be sure to follow us everywhere at All Night Long WP. YouTube.com slash All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Facebook.com slash All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. At All Night Long WP everywhere you go to social media. And be sure to follow along this weekend. We'll be live tweeting all the hours and hours and hours of wrestling shows. And we want to hear your predictions for this show. We want to hear your predictions for All Out this weekend. So let us know. Enjoy all the wrestling this weekend. We'll be back next week with another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>